Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live hey, Music. Hey, this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jacks, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live this Radio. This is Chris Bishop, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this radio. is Naomi Thumb, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue. And we love AVA Live Radio. Welcome to AVA Live Radio, everyone. This is your host, Jacqueline Jacks, with episode number 636 of Behind the Music. Today, we're going to be checking in with a great new band called Foil of the Stars. They're out of Toronto, Canada. They have a brand new single out. Just yesterday, it got released, which I'm so excited about because you guys are already loving it, and we haven't even played it for you yet. We just gave you snippets of it out there on social media, and I see that the comments are already happening, which is amazing because we love our community, and we love how supportive you are of indie music today. So I'm going to play the song for you. Then we're going to get into interview with Robin is going to be on the show, joining me to talk about the music, the band, so much more, all that they have going on and how exciting this is for a new, amazing new release to just come out with an EP to back it up. We'll be right back after this.
terrific new single. That was Our Time Is Now from Toronto, Canada band, Foil of the Stars, just getting started with their EP. I have Robin here with me in the broadcast. Hi, Robin. How are you? Hey, hey. It's good to be here. I'm doing well. Thanks. How are you doing? Awesome. Thank you. Really excited about this new release. It's very, very good. How did you guys start? What did you, when did you decide to put this project together? Well, this is a product of kind of a lot of years of, you know, doing other things uh, together and not together. But uh, yeah, I mean, the two of us, we've known each other since high school. So we started playing in bands then. And then, uh, yeah, we just decided to uh, maybe get serious about kind of this sound because, you know, it has all the influences that we started with um, kind of coming to the forefront. So yeah, it just made more sense to uh, be focusing on this. And uh, yeah, so it's it's about a year and a half old, uh, the idea of this whole thing. Wow, that's exciting. Now, just out of curiosity, because I have my own, my own opinion about what I think inspired you in your music, but which influences did you get inspired by that you're bringing into this music? Well, I mean, it's the stuff that you're listening to, like when you're a teenager, I think that kind of grabs you the most. Um, and I think I've read some studies too that, you know, the the music you're listening to while you're developing as a human kind of sticks with you a little more. So, uh, I mean, that kind of makes sense uh, looking back now because we were listening to bands like, you know, Incubus and the Smashing Pumpkins and mm-hmm. Our Lady Peace, Matthew Goodband too great Canadian bands. So, uh, and I think, I think it's coming across. Some people have made comments about that and we're totally fine with it. Yeah, I, I definitely can hear it and I'm excited about it because those are, those are like my best eras of music. You know, those are, I do like all of them and we do this on our, on our group page all the time. We review like what we loved about the different eras and, and how they changed music and, you know, who we liked and what songs we liked. But this was one of my most exciting band like rock band phases you know and oh, yeah. i hear all those those nice flavors in your sound and it's really refreshing to have a band coming out that is you know kind of giving a nod to that but making it unique and original and just giving us more of something we quest for and don't always find you know and i think there's a there's a sentimentality that you're filling a need for. And I, I think that's like the best way to market a band, to tell you the truth. I think it's really easy when you have some kind of revisited sound that was so popular and that people really want more of. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, thanks for saying that. I mean, when it comes down to it, you, you're, you're always most comfortable with what you know. So between, you know, all of that and then the things that we're interested in now in terms of, you know, tones and, you know, just vibes all together, things that are, you know, like, like we're saying, part of what we grow up with and then part of what we're hearing now, uh, that's just bound to happen. Yeah. And as you grew and developed, of course, you practiced to them. You just learned, you know, how to be a better musician because of those musicians that played all that music and, you know, couldn't be any better than the oh, Right? So true. Definitely. I mean, before before picking up a real guitar, you're always playing the air guitar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so true. What do you feel, you know, coming from your perspective right now and just coming in, 
What do you feel are going to be your challenges ahead, your initial challenges? Well, I mean, I think it's the same challenge for anyone coming out right now is just um, you have the ability to distribute yourself um, to the world. Everyone can do it now. And that's that's pretty great. Uh, you used to have to kind of wait for a lucky break or find the right people to hear you and invest in you. So, I mean, we have that in our power now, as all independent musicians do. But then you have to really find a way to kind of do something unique and push through the noise that is kind of piling up at this point and hopefully do something unique that, uh, that resonates with people in a special way, uh, that you, you kind of have a place, uh, like your own special spot, uh, in the music world. That's, that's ideal anyways. Yeah, you do. You know, it's all about building a brand today. It's, it's not as much, your music has to be excellent, right? And it has to fit and fill a space. It has to fit a need, whatever that need may be. And it can be really niched down. It can be, it can be even so abstract and, and completely different than anything else. But if you can't build a brand, a brand around it and consistently deliver it, and that's like, you know, what we think of brands is we get to know people because we know everything they come out with is something special and that it has, it, it speaks for us. And that's why we, you know, we start to love a band and really fall in love with the musicians and everything, right? Mm-hmm. I agree with that completely. And, you know, it's, it is one of those things where uh, you, you are creating a multimedia brand, um, especially in 2018 and uh, this new era of music, right? So yeah. uh, a mentor of mine uh, who is pretty well known in the indie music um, DIY kind of space uh, is Ari Herstand. He came up with a, a great book to kind of guide um, up-and-coming artists. But uh, one thing he told us was, it's a quote, and he he, he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't say it's his own. But uh, you know, I, I don't know where it came from. But it's it's pretty uh, poignant where it says, before anyone hears your music, it's the last thing that matters, and then once they do, it's the only thing that matters. So mm -hmm. I think that kind of makes sense for where music yeah, is right yeah. now. Yeah, it might have always been there. I think that, you know, social media has really just given us more opportunity and the digital tools that we have has just made music accessible, you know, it's making music accessible to people who couldn't afford to do it before. So therefore they had to depend on someone to say yes or no and put money behind it. And then you never knew if it was going to get released and have the kind of money to market it. But now we have social media. So, you know, everybody's kind of lost in the game, but really you just have so much more power. And um, that I think can get ultimately confusing for people who, who don't know about marketing, which is, you know, your average musician out there, right? Why would you study marketing when you want to be a music creator? There's enough to learn. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, it's one of those things that you have to wrap your mind around uh, in order to, to re be able to reach people. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, really, you'd rather be creating and, you know, making the music all the time. But uh, it's just part of what it is, and you might as well embrace it. Uh, it's, it can yeah. be kind of fun to uh, have control over what everyone sees and uh, hears and everything all at the same time. Yeah, and the spontaneity. I mean, you're planning ahead, yes, but there's always those those moments and the, that ability to be really spontaneous 
You know, I mean, you can basically sit on a guitar, open a live stream and write a song with people. And that makes it so real and makes it so connective and gets people so excited, right, to be part of creativity. Yeah, that's true. And you've just kind of reminded me as well, it is it is a special age in music as well, where you do kind of get to see behind the scenes now. Uh, used to yeah. be kind of, uh, you know, up on a pedestal. You wouldn't, you really see what your favorite musicians are doing. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely enjoying just being able to see kind of what my favorite artists are up to on a daily basis. Um, oh, so yeah, am I. Very cool. Yeah, for sure. I love it. You know, sometimes to promote an album, they'll go live for like days. Like I've had, I've seen some of the artists go live literally and map out every single motion, you know, and just talk to the audience 24-7. There was even a time where people were sleeping on Periscope, so they would keep the Periscope open for as long as their battery would last, and they would live stream sleeping. <laughs> and people would just yeah. talk, you know. They would come in and out of the Periscope, and they'd be like, what are they doing? Oh, they're launching a new album, and they're getting some sleep. wonder when they're going to wake up. Man, that person sleeps long. And they would keep tuning back in, and people would have these <laughs> conversations, you know, and they would talk about the artist. I mean, it was it was really quite impactful, despite the fact that really, you know, it was just keeping a line open where people could come and chat. And that was pretty interesting. I, I actually liked that that part of Periscope. I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a great example of that. Uh, Esperanza Spalding uh, came out with a record fairly recently, and it was based on a 77-hour live stream, which they recorded, and well, they, they live streamed it, obviously, and that was the making of the entire album. Uh, so people oh, wow. got to see the whole thing being made, and throughout, people were pre-ordering it, and, you know, yeah, whatever, whatever was possible. I don't, I don't know specifically, but... You know, There's that is one of those like things that. that was not possible before and uh, I know. possible now. It's very, very interesting. Yeah, it's I, I can honestly say the power of the crowdfund is huge and, and not enough fans take advantage of it. You know, I mean, these live streaming tools are there. They're always available for you. I mean, and you can if you just take the time to involve your audience, Man, you know, with a link in your description box, it's just as simple as that. They'll go and pre-order whatever you have, even if they just met you. And they say the average person doesn't purchase anything unless they see you at least seven times, right? They have seven great interactions. But I've seen people get on board right from the very first time that they meet the artist because that, you know, that connection is so impactful, and I love that. I mean, it's amazing. You can just make money from, you know, and think about the stream. When it's done, it goes to a replay video that keeps working for you 24-7. <laughs> and I still don't see people using it for that reason, you know? Yeah, I think it's it's probably part of uh, the whole uncertain mindset of your average musician where you, you are worried no one's going to show up. Uh, yeah. That, co- that comes into play when you're playing live. And I, I don't see why people aren't thinking that way for live streaming too. I mean, yeah, yeah that's true. I, it does take I a haven't little considered time. it strongly yeah. yet, but uh, it, it's going to be one of those things that crosses your mind. Definitely. Yeah. I, I know fear stops us from a lot of things. It's true. Listen, you know, I mean, for that matter, um, when I stop live streaming and I get back on, there aren't, depending on what time of day I'm on, Sometimes, you know, only a couple people will show up for the live stream, but then 
within two hours of like four or 500 people that watched the video on the replay. And then by the next morning, over a thousand people. And then the next morning, it just keeps growing. I have an artist that did a live stream. And at the time she got a couple hundred people watching, but then by the next morning, it was well in thousands. And now two years later, that video is still performing. She's got over 3 million views on a video of her just singing a song. So, you know, when you, when you give into your fears and you let it stop you, you miss that 3 million view possibility. Yep. Right? Yeah, you got to be thinking about the long game. Definitely. You, do. you can't think about the short game is who's here and should I keep talking because nobody's listening, but really they are. It's just maybe they didn't get the notification right away or they're going to be on your Facebook page a little later. So it's always really important to, you know, do these live streams and just get in there and do it like, you know, even one person is totally important to you. And that way, yeah. that video oh, yeah. can keep going. Oh, yeah. And eventually, people will start being able to show up a lot faster because you'll grow, you know. And as you get more numbers, there'll be more odds that people are online at the same time that you are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? So tell me where this music lies for you now. Um, you mentioned that it was your first single of, of your sophomore EP. Is that this one? Yeah, so we we put out five songs at the beginning of this year, and mm-hmm. that was kind of, I mean, we put out a couple of singles before that uh, with a couple of music videos, which were a lot of fun, uh, just to kind of get our feet wet and just to start finding people. And uh, so we put out the EP, yeah, five songs in January. It's called Tree of Snails, and it's up everywhere on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you find music. Um, and, but at the same time, we've been working on a handful of songs. So those were really just the first five that, uh, we felt fit together. Um, so this one that we're talking about today, our time is now that, that kind of came together over a period of a long time. Uh, we finished it up fairly recently, but it was possibly in development before some of the, the songs from that first EP came out. So it's really just a matter of finding a, a space for all these ideas to to be alive. Uh, we and wanted get exposure, to just get heard. Exactly, and this one this one's a little more high energy and punchy. So we just thought let's let's put this out. It's it's been a few months since we released something, so let's uh, let's go with this one. Where did Tree of Snails come from? <laughs> well. <laughs> There was uh, there was a lot of all-nighters involved with uh, getting that EP finished, and so that meant there were a lot of early morning, which were late night, uh, greasy spoon breakfast sessions, uh, just to get your mind away from the process. So actually, on our street, there's a there's an old, decrepit, moldy tree that's been cut down, and um, inside the inside of it. Uh, we just noticed uh, on one very dewy morning, plenty of snails just walking or slithering around, um, just living their life. And uh, for some reason, that was uh, a little more impactful uh, than other parts of the day. Maybe it was just a uh, state <laughs> of being really tired, but uh, yeah, tree of snails, it just, uh, it just clicked. So we, we thought, like let's it. go with that. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's not so profound. 
<laughs> no, I like it. It actually, it probably is more profound. It probably eventually it will come to so much more than it already is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that that seems to be one of the things in uh, in the music so far. It's it's not necessarily uh, too deep at the moment. It it goes to the paper, but then uh, you you find a way to uh, to make it work for you. I love it. It's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Are you going to be performing the music anytime soon? We talked a little bit about this, but what can your new listeners expect? Well, we, uh, we'd love to be performing soon. We, we've, we've had a few permutations of uh, a live setup that, uh, that didn't quite work uh, the way we wanted it to. So we, we wanted to come out in a way where the show is um, like amazing and awesome. And we have, you know, a handful of songs that are already out. So I think we're going to put out a few more songs and then revisit the whole live setup because uh, we, we do want the songs to come through properly and they deserve to be played. So I suppose we could be looking up for that. I would love, I'd love to say in 2019, uh, we'll be more focused on that as more songs are out in the world and uh, we have a show to develop. That's really exciting. Yeah, you do have a show to develop. This is going to be amazing because I love the music already. And I would love to see you guys playing it. Hopefully by 2019, I will be in Toronto taking pictures when you guys great. actually play. That would be really fun. You're it's welcome. It's so great anytime. to have you here, Robin. Thanks for being thanks here. Thanks so much and for having me. Yeah, this was fun. And thanks for your flexibility on uh, making this happen, too. No, you're very welcome. My pleasure. That was Robin from Foil of the Stars, great new band in Toronto, Canada. And, you know, this music, I really am behind it. I love what they're doing, and I think that it's very, very special. It's a sound that I definitely want to hear more of, and I'm sure a lot of you do as well. Please leave us a message. Reach out to us when you hear the episode. I know you, a lot of you guys connect through um, Anchor. FM, which I'm really excited about. I'm heading there next to listen to some of your messages and to say hello to our listeners out there. I also want to encourage you to hook up the artist too and go and order the music. Go, go download it. They're available on all the streaming sites. The music is also available at foilofthestars.com, which is their website. They're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also on Spotify. This is Jacqueline Jacks for behind the music on AVA Live Radio. I hope you guys had a great time, and I'll be back again tomorrow. See you. Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live hey, Music. Hey, this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jackson, and I love AVA Live Radio. Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live this Radio. This is Chris and I love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Naomi Thumb, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue, and we love AVA Live Radio. Uh-huh.